The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Here they come! What the hell are you two doing? The revolution with Jim and Trav is what America is screaming for. Ah! Oh yeah! You are a part of it. One's as bad as the other. Rev it up, baby! You are the reason the outdoors is rising. Go! It's go time! And together, we're taking it mainstream. I don't believe you're seriously considering listening to these men. Welcome to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here they are. (laughs) Jim's too sexy for normal shoes. Too sexy for normal shoes. (laughs) So sexy, it hurts! What? Let's talk about those new shoes for a second. You, you like those? Those are amazing. They are. Jimbo is a big, we call them Jerusalem Cruisers. Yep. It's like a sandal for a, a weird person. I don't know. <laughs> it has more holes in it than actual material. What a loser. I'm just glad he's wearing shoes today. It's me for point A to point B, though. But they have Velcro on them. I think, they you do. know, it's weird. At, at different ages, you know, points of time in your life, you wear different type of shoes. Velcro is great when you're a kid because it's easy. The same applies when you get to a certain <laughs> when you age. get old. Right? All right, so Jimbo, he still has his competitive edge, and that's what we're talking about. And those shoes he's wearing right now give him that competitive edge for the long jump. You suck! And <laughs> no, sorry, we're talking competitive edge, aren't we, Jimbo? Yeah, and we've got Wade Middleton on. We do. We do. And You didn't bite on anything I said. <laughs> no, no, I just kind of ignored it. All right, so here in just a minute, we're going to be joined by uh, Wade Middleton, awesome outdoorsman. Also, Jeb Burton. Holy oh, smokes. 26. 20- Seven car, yeah, he's a, yeah, currently. I think he's older than that, but yeah, NASCAR Xfinity Series. This guy, man, he's such an amazing competitor and outdoorsman. 190 miles an hour car goes. Yeah, that's like you running to the buffet yeah. in those new shoes, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so and we're also gonna have Cat Daddy on. Uh, he, I think he's out putting out some limb lines. Limb lines. Is that and, what he's doing? Trot lines. Yeah. All right, so let's get to Wade Middleton. Wade Middleton. Competitive Edge is on the revolution with Jim and Trav. Now let's kick off a two-parter with outdoorsman and conservationist Wade Middleton. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. This is part one. This guy, Wade Middleton, he is like... The MacGyver rendition of the outdoorsman. He could do anything. Anything. Handgun hunting, crossbow hunting, blowgun hunting, paper airplane hunting. <laughs> Whittle stuff with it. Yeah, he's a he's a big whittler. <laughs> All right. Anyways, <laughs> Mr. Wade Middleton, how's it going, buddy? Well, I think y'all embellished a little bit on my uh, <laughs> on my talent. MacGyver could fix things and do things that none of the rest of us even knew were feasible or possible. So that's pretty high praise. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Watching every – there is not a form of hunting that you don't do, whether it's crossbow, handgun, air rifle, rifle, shotgun, <laughs> blowgun. Spear. I mean, you're, you were a tournament angler. You also served uh, with distinction in the U.S. Air Force. Is there any – Anything you haven't done? Oh yeah, there's still a lot of things on my bucket list that I that I can't wait to go do. And 
I think that, you know, I've, I've never called myself an expert at anything. I just wanted to hunt and fish every means and possible. It expands your whole year. You can, you can do so much more when you don't just become, I'm only going to shoot them this way. Uh, so that's always been me. You know, there's no dog mean enough to bite him. He's like, the only thing I've ever done that not done, I've never went to a Waffle House. <laughs> 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 but now you just recently, didn't you, Mr. Wade, come back from Africa? Uh, we did. Uh, spent about oh, 10 days over there. It was a trip that we had planned during COVID and they got pushed back when the country was closed and, and was excited to get back over there. And, and we fished and hunted. We bow hunted. We rifle hunted. We caught fish that I have. I, I still don't know enough about, but they sure were fun to catch. Yeah. Now, what in the heck is a spotted grunter? And you got one. <laughs> I got one. Yeah, you got you know, one. <laughs> I, I can't even, I, I, I've thought about this a lot because I've been asked by other people, what does it relate to? Well, it kind of had um, fins on the top like a white bass, which we grew up in my neck of the woods in Oklahoma calling a sand bass. It had a, a funny looking face that I really, I, I, I've never caught anything like that. And it had the sharpest gill plates I've ever seen. I mean, they had <laughs> warned me right out of that that they're like fillet knives. And sure enough, they were. So, yeah, no, I can't really. That's a new one all the way around. <laughs> yeah. Now, in, in hunting over there, uh, what did you use to uh, take? How many different species did you take? I actually took six on this trip. And, and uh, that was, was about all I could handle. <laughs> yeah. Point. But. Um, you know, I'd had a pretty big bucket list going in. I got the Africa bug six or seven years ago and, and I was real fortunate. We got a sable, uh, took it in Yala with my bow on a spot and stock. That was really a pretty epic hunt because the, uh, I really thought I made a great shot. We had to bring dogs in to track it and it was a, about a day long track and the, and the dogs were phenomenal and chased it. It was, it was really pretty epic. And then, um, also was able to get a gims buck with a rifle. That was something I had always wanted uh, to take. And I mean, we were just, you know, targets of opportunity. I learned on my first trip to Africa years and years ago, not to just have a list and follow it. It just trust the instincts of your pH and the tracker. And if it looks good, if the conditions are right, go enjoy the moment. Yeah. Now, how odd was that? You know, you got like Yamaha Whitetail Diaries and you go over there and the fishing guys are running Yamaha outboards on their boats. <laughs> that <laughs> was dug that's out. cool. That was crazy. Forty-five years old. Those motors were 45 years old on that boat, which was really, really cool. A testament to the durability of that brand. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> 45 years old. That is amazing. It was. It started on the first crank. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, how many times have we all sat around trying to pull an old rope started, you know, outboard and you crank and you crank till your arm falls off. Now nah, they just cranked right up and took us where we had to go. <laughs> yeah. They were older than the guys. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they were. Yeah. I was by far and away the oldest on the boat. So that was, that was a noted, uh, noted thing. Yeah. Now the zebra that you took, what subspecies was it? Uh, the Birchall. Oh, the Birchall. So you yep. like you like yep. that? Uh, you like that look with the gray line? I did. I thought it was gorgeous. And, and you know, and I'm a guy. I have to say, until a decade ago, I thought I would never hunt a zebra. And I, on my on a previous trip, we were we were spotting and stalking Gimsbuck, and we ran into some zebras, and they just they really captivated me on how much they were moving. Never got a shot. Then I tried to shoot one with my bow, and I didn't even get my release on my knock, and boom, they were gone. And so I just kind of decided this is something I'm going to hunt into the future. Yeah. Did you get a chance to eat any of the zebra? 
I have. That is absolutely, and that was the other thing. I was blown away with how good it ate, how tasty it was. We had, uh, you know, basically they cooked it a couple of ways. We had it in a soup and we had it fried. And it was, it was fantastic. And we took all of that zebra actually to a school that the, a couple of the hunting operations in that area had started for all of the staff's kids that they had. And that was really kind of a neat aspect of the whole story. You hear about, you know, the sustainability and how the meat is used. And that was really about a neat two or three hour trip to go and experience, you know, the gratitude and how they cooked it right there and what they did with it. I mean, they just basically turned it into a stew and it was, it was once again, really good. Yeah. Now, Miss Angel, I think she would have been like, let's turn the zebra into some street tacos. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Tacos for sure would have been on the, uh, on the menu over there. She picked up a couple new recipes while we were there. There's no doubt about that. And, And she brought a suitcase full of candy and cookies for these kids oh. and i mean it didn't take them long to understand who to follow around she was by far and away the most popular person on the little trip that day <laughs> that is awesome now now that we're back stateside okay um was it in january uh you went out with your umrex did you take a buck i did i did and and it was a much needed trip i had an emergency appendectomy on christmas eve mm-hmm. laid out Two weeks, which is nothing I've ever done in my life, it seems like, where I sat down. And then that was about the easiest thing for me to hunt with, no recoil and anything along those lines. And we we got out and got set up, had my, my good buddy Jeff Reynolds running the camera. And it was just, you know, I had practiced with the air gun back in the summer when that we first got that X2 model that can shoot two, you know, basically two arrows with a simple cock and, and changing the other barrels. And I mean, that thing blew through that deer so fast. It was about a 45-yard tracking job that we had it done. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really interesting with air rifles because, you know, uh, Lewis and Clark took air rifles when they did their trek across the country. But I never thought that it would be strong enough to be able – I thought maybe they just took, like, ground squirrels or something. But they actually shot big game animals just like you did. Well, I'm – I'm blown, you know, of course, we've done a lot of testing with crossbows and we shoot a lot of compound bows and, you know, have really in the last two and a half, three years kind of expanded into the air gun in different things, both, you know, shooting slugs as well as shooting the arrows. And it is, it's got more than enough power. I mean, we shot the 50 cal, you know, when it comes to the big slugs, shooting, you know, 300 grain bullets out of it and taking a variety of big game animals. We've taken deer now, we've taken turkey, hogs with it. And I, I've seen no reason why this can't, you know, anything in North America, you're going to be fine shooting one of these. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Wade, can you uh, stick around? You bet. All right. Hey, we're talking with outdoorsman and conservationist. Wade Middleton. That's right. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, yamahamotorsports.com. Mr. Wade, before we get to a break to learn more about you, your wild adventures, man, maybe some good eats for Miss Angel, where can we find you online? Um, well, I mean, Outdoor Action TV, you can watch everything that we shoot. It's, uh, it's all on there on all the different properties and shows. That's probably the easiest place to go to watch it anytime you want. You bet. Hey, more Wade Middleton. Right after this. The perfect human specimens. As long as the experiment is about obesity, the revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these important messages. Think spring and think big. 
It's time for the Great American Spring Sweepstakes. Enter weekly and you could win a barbecue prize pack. You'll automatically be entered in our grand prize drawing. A four-day pass for you and a guest to one of America's top country music festivals in Nashville. So think big and enter now at GameAndFishMag.com slash Sweeps. Presented by Toro. Count on it. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is back. Today we're discussing competitive edge. Now let's rejoin outdoorsman and conservationist Wade Middleton. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We are talking the competitive edge on this week's show. And, of course, uh, we had Wade Middleton on for a part one, and now he's back for part two. He's the Dirty Harry of the outdoors. That is one thing, Mr. Wade, I really want to get into, and I've watched so many videos. I mean, you really put out some awesome content with some fascinating tips and instructions on handgun hunting. But that is something you do a lot of, man. Yeah, I absolutely. I got I got that bug really bad about oh, 15, 16 years ago. A lot of the Smith and Wesson guys were coming down to our camp, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I was very intimidated. You, yeah. you look at one of those handguns with a 15 inch barrel or an 8 inch <laughs> barrel, whatever it may be, and a bullet that's as long as your fingers, and you're like, that thing's gonna kick back and hit me between the eyes. But <laughs> no, it, it, <laughs> if you know how to hold it and do everything just like anything if you spend some time practicing you can you can become pretty proficient with it and i really have that bug and we've shot them with everything from 350 legends to the 500s and and there's a lot of boom going on when you pull the trigger in that handgun yeah now when it comes to sights i think that is one thing for me um really narrowing down do you prefer like open size versus red dots versus scope i mean if you had your druthers mr wade what do you tend to lean towards i probably go i'm i'm gonna lean more to open sights and the red dots really am the, the the scopes and the reason being is the 460s and the 500s are so punishing to a scope there's been a lot of damage done to the scopes yeah you see them fracture the glass and I think in those cases, a lot of times, I don't see everything that's going on around me the way that I want to. You get really focused on that crosshair, um, and, and I've, I've just, it's just not my preferred way. With the open sights, um, I'll probably go to the high-vis stuff because I've shot them with, um, you know, like a traditional sight on there. It's hard for these old 55-year-old eyes, honestly, to pick up that. I like the brightness at the end through the high-vis, but... When it comes to the red dot, the same situation. I can acquire the target very fast, and I see the entire target picture mm-hmm. around me. Yeah, now, you heard that Trav is really interested in handgun hunting, and, of course, you definitely are. When I go to the local store and I buy myself a handgun, okay, what do you do? Do you do you adjust the trigger pull? Uh, do, you, do you have somebody try to balance it for you? What do you do? The trigger pull, I think, you know, one of the first things that I was taught by the guys at Smith a long time ago was the trigger pull and how that trigger breaks over is the make or break. You know, you some of it's got a lot of trigger pull. It's got a real long pull to it. And, and so you're anticipating it. And then all of a sudden you're pulling left or you're, you know, pushing it right or up or down and you're off a pretty good ways. And that's the, 
that's where a lot of practice comes into play. But lightening up that trigger um, really pays off. I, I shoot a lot of the performance center models from yeah. Smith & Wesson, so they already come with a little bit better trigger action than, say, a standard model off the shelf. But there, there's a lot to be said for the you know choosing the sight that fits for you and that trigger and then practice, practice, practice. I mean, I shoot a twenty two pistol a lot to work on that breakover of the of the trigger. Now, you know, a lot of guys, um, we we tend to compensate uh, in our lives with with bigger things. You know what yeah, I'm I saying? I just get a bigger belt buckle. <laughs> exactly. Bigger belt buckle, whatever you got to do. Uh, when it comes to, you know, read whatever you want into that. Um, when you, when you, when it comes to caliber selection, and let's kind of focus just here on uh, the lower 48, Mr. Wade. Whitetail hunting. Yeah. Whitetail hunting, you're going to shoot a hog, you know, stuff like that. Maybe an elk. Okay, what would you say, because those are all pretty tough animals, whitetail being the easiest, what would you say is like the perfect all-around caliber? It's not too punishing on you, but it's certainly more than enough. And the pocketbook. Yeah, but it's more enough to get the job done. I would go either the forty-four or the four sixty. Really? Those are the two that I think have the best pop, the best accuracy. Um, Out to 100 yards, they're going to hammer anything with, you know, if you practice to that distance, anything inside of 50 is really good. Uh, the 460 is obviously a little more expensive to shoot for the ammo. Uh, the 44 is a little more readily available. But those are the two that, you know, what we've found and we've learned the hard way a few times. They, they're going to make a good hold. Of the, there's a lot of different uh, bullets and ammo available for hunting specifically, you know, not necessarily target ammo that, that a lot of guys shoot, and, and then they have problems performance on a big game animal. But those are my two favorites. Those are my two go-to. Yeah, is that the 460 XVR? Is that what that is? Yes, it is. 460 yeah. XVR. Yeah, now down there in Texas where you guys hunt, you cover a lot of ground. You know, yeah. and from your equipment to, I ride Yamaha. to other hunters, everything, how important is your Yamaha vehicles on your hunts? Because I'm going to tell you, if you had to get out there and walk, Wade, uh, <laughs> even even with the, the spread that you have to come home to, you'd weigh like five pounds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. No, I mean, we. <laughs> if you've ever been to our camp or watched the shows, we've got two to four of them sitting outside for a reason. And they're different models for different tasks that we're going to use. You know, allow us to cover a lot of ground, whether we're hauling gear to shoot, whether we're working on something. Um, you know, being on private land makes it, you know, unlike public land, we can take our units anywhere. So they're very important when we're trying to recover stuff out in the middle of a cactus where I really don't want to walk through anymore. <laughs> I've had yeah. enough thorns in my butt and my legs. Uh, <laughs> you know, getting down in the creek bottoms, covering ground. I mean, there's just... It's an unlimited, there's a reason why people do all these trail rides. There's a reason why ranchers, farmers, construction guys use them. And there's a reason why people like me in the hunting industry use them because they're tools to help your life be easier. Yeah. What do you say you have a tendency to use more, like a a side-by-side or an ATV? Side-by-side is probably our go-to. You know, Mm -hmm. two to four people can tag along. you got the big bed in the back for everything, Uh, you know, whether it's just gear or whether we're hauling animals. Uh, But I still love the feeling of hopping on a uh, just no lay TV by myself, especially when I'm trying to get into some really, really remote stuff. There's, There's something that's almost, I hate to say it, but it's almost a throwback in today's world. Everybody's got side-by-sides, but 
sometimes it sure is fun just to hop on the old four-wheeler. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there, Wade. We've been talking with Wade Middleton. Of course, he's an outdoorsman and conservationist and all-around good guy. That's right. This has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine, your zebra maybe. H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. <laughs> Mr. Wade, again, to learn more about you, all the fascinating stuff you have going on to get some tips, man. Where can we find you online? Outdoor Action TV. I mean, you can download it for any connected device and watch anytime you want. You bet. Hey, coming up after the break, we've got Jeb Burton. Of course, he's a NASCAR driver, not the 27 car, and also the host of Crossroads of the Burtons. That's right. That's a Sportsman Channel Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Wade, God bless you. We love you, buddy. Thank you. Have a good day. There's a lot of traffic out there on the information superhighway because everyone is headed to JimandTrav.com. See? It's a traffic jam. Hey, move it, buddy! Blogs, pictures, tips, recipes, and a ton of other cool stuff. JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The revolution will return in a few moments. All right, let's go do this. The saltwater lifestyle comes alive every Saturday morning on Outdoor Channel. The fish are aggressive and they're eating. I think we're going to have a good day. Join our savvy anglers as they pursue exotic species in some of the world's most amazing destinations. You could spend a lifetime exploring these waters. It's about just being together and reminiscing. Saltwater Saturdays, beginning at 9 a.m. on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. We're back. The revolution with Jim and Travis chatting competitive edge. Now kicking off another two-parter with Jeb Burton, NASCAR driver and host of Crossroads with the Burtons on Sportsman Channel, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Hey, we are back. We're talking the competitive edge on this week's show. And, uh, you know, before the break, we had Wade Middleton on. Remember him? What a great guy he was going to Africa, of all things. But uh, our next guest, man, he likes to go fast. He can beat Wade Middleton in any type of race. I don't care. <laughs> three-legged race. A three-legged race. Everything tied behind his back. That is Mr. Jeb Burton. He's a NASCAR driver and the host of Crossroads with the Burtons on Sportsman Channel. That is Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Jeb, how's it going? buddy going good guys appreciate you having me on here today yeah well you know the this nascar business you know i remember back in the in the 60s you know it was big richard petty was on top at that time of course we had kale yarborough and a lot of different folks and you're in a long line of winners in the nascar field aren't you yeah man it uh racing is a humbling tough tough thing that that we try to do every week so uh Definitely keep you honest. Yeah, now you drive the number 27 car. You're in the NASCAR um, Xfinity Series. What are you currently sitting about 17th in the standings? Yeah, uh, the last two weeks we gave about 20 points away in the last two corners. So we should be 12th in points. But uh, just uh, stuff happens, man. Last two corners, last two weeks hadn't been good to us. But guys are making strides to be better. And we just got to clean up a couple things on my part. and keep making the cars better and keep trying to push towards trying to make the playoffs. We're, we're right there and 
there's a lot of races to go, so we still got time. I think that's got to be tough. You got hundreds of thousands of spectators. Okay, there's a lot on the line. It's live television. That is a hell of a lot of pressure. You know what I'm saying? It's like when something and you're competing against the best of the best too. You know, it's not like oh Joe Schmo from down the road. He thinks he has a fast car. Okay, I mean that is in an immense amount of pressure to to stay composed and to go out there and compete i mean mentally you have to be strong as hell buddy yeah it uh you know just like what i was talking about last saturday i keep going back to it it uh i was gonna finish 11th or 12th and end up 21st and uh, just been so frustrated with with that but you just gotta man racing will eat you up and spit you out if you let it and it's really difficult to not let it eat you up, but you just gotta fight through it and 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 go to another day. Um, it uh, man, our sport is one mistake and it costs you your whole day. That's um, a lot different than some other sports. You know, you don't get to really reset. If you wreck, you're done. So um, you gotta be you gotta be perfect and limit your mistakes and whoever makes the least mistakes will have the best day. Yeah. Now we've often heard about drafting. Okay, and you're you're six eight inches off a guy's rear bumper. Does it actually pull you along, or is it just the sensation that it's helping you to have him break the wind? Uh, it just depends on what what track we're at. If you're you know really fast track, then yeah, drafting is is everything. Um, and getting your car where you know having a good car that will draft really well is is really important. Also, so. Um, drafting is big at Daytona and Talladega, those speedway tracks for sure. Yeah. Now talking about one screw up and it's kind of like it's done for, for the day. That's a lot like turkey hunting, man. Oh, you blow a, a good setup yeah. up. I mean, dude, and it's like over and you put in so much time and so much effort. Um, but let's kind of kick this off with a turkey hunting, uh, for a second. I was watching this neat video, uh, your dad, Mr. Ward, and he's talking about your very first turkey hunt. What were you about eight using a, a 410? Was it the wingmaster? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I think I was nine and, um, I shot, <coughs> shot my first turkey in the fall so that was a pretty cool experience with my dad and turkey season's coming up here in virginia and we're getting uh getting ready to go uh i think i got a week off after richmond so we'll do some turkey hunting that week for sure yeah no the the thing is when you're out there turkey hunting now fall hunting is a little different than spring spring you're calling in the gobblers you know using a hen call in the fall it's it's the Kiki run call. You bust up the flock, you call them back in. Which do you prefer? Spring is definitely a lot more fun. Um, I really enjoy spring gobbler hunting. It's something that you know I look forward to every every year, and uh, it's just something about those turkeys gobbling. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a heart beating. Yeah. Now you guys, I mean, you're always traveling, obviously for work, and um, a lot of time and effort you put into that. Five hundred miles at a time. But, yeah, but the the amount of conservation projects that you guys do, holy cow, where you live, it looks like the whole state is on fire. You guys are doing a lot of controlled burning and everything. I mean, conservation is a big part of your life as well. Yeah, man, we're always trying to do something to create better habitat for the wildlife. And actually, did a little bit of burning on my piece of property yesterday, so. We're staying busy with that, man, and uh, just trying to leave things better than we found it and just create some habitat, man. That's what we're always doing. Yeah. Now, do you do you plant food plots uh, for the deer and turkey? 
And if you do, what do you plant? Yeah, we plant um, Whitetail Institute products, um, clover, oats, radishes, corn. We do a lot of different things um, on the farm, and we don't plant at all. We plant, you know, a good section of it, but we also create a lot of cover and um, things like with the burning that create better habitat, too. So it's not all just a, a food plot. It's a bunch of different habitat parts of the farm to you know, for small game, big game, and, you know, everything's got its place. Yeah, once again, hanging out with the NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Jeb Burton, host of Crossroads with the Burtons on Sportsman Channel, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. All-new fifth season is currently airing. Uh, now, have you always been, I mean, obviously you started hunting at a young age. Your dad is a big outdoorsman. Have you always been a, a big hunter and outdoorsman, Mr. Jeb? Yeah, it, it you know. Ever since I was about nine years old, I just fell in love with it. And that and racing is what my whole passion, my whole life has been about. So um, just I'm on my dad's uh, board of his foundation and and learning a lot about conservation with, with that side of things. And, and the hunting is just uh, something that I really enjoy besides besides racing. So I try to do that as much as I can. I really enjoy elk, elk hunting. I try to go do that every September, October. So that's something I'll also enjoy is just spending time in the woods. We, we get lucky and harvest something that's great. If not, do a fun time for me. <laughs> you bet. Hey, we got to take a break, Jeff. Can you stick around, Jeb? Yes, sir. All right. Hey, we're talking with Jeb Burton. He's NASCAR driver and host of Crossroads with the Burtons on Sportsman Channel uh, 2C at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Yeah, all new fifth season currently airing. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Now, Mr. Jeb, before we get to a break to learn more about you, man, everything you have going on, what's happening, where you're going to be driving next, where can we find you online, buddy? Yeah, you can find me... um my social media stuff is Jeb Burton Racing, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I also have a racing website, so that's kind of how you can keep up with what I'm doing. We're racing Richmond this week, and kind of a home game for me. Really enjoy racing that racetrack, so hoping we can have a good day. You bet. Hey, more Jeb Burton right after this. Take the revolution wherever you go. We like road trips and trucks and guns and beer. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah. Hit up all things revolution at JimandTrav.com. Meet the most influential wild fish and game chefs on Earth. This is everything I hoped and a little bit further as well. From the harvest. If we get one, you know what you're going to smell? Frito-Lay corn chips. Get out the bean dip, dude. To the fork. You've killed it. you skinned <laughs> it. Mike's cooked it. Now you've got to eat it. Savor the flavor of the great outdoors. This is making me super hungry right now. A full night of chefs gone wild. I need some private time to finish these three bowls. Taste of the Wild, Mondays beginning at 7 on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings has all your spring and summer grilling needs. Specifically designed for game and fish, try our 16 different shaker seasonings and look for our new rub line in the large bottles. Don't forget to try our new finishing sauces. Find us on the web at www.himtnjerky.com or look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you. 
Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Today, we're talking competitive edge. Now, let's get back to Jeb Burton, NASCAR driver and host of Crossroads with the Burtons on Sportsman Channel, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We are talking the competitive edge in this week's show. And, of course, uh, our guest, Jeb Burton, he's from a long line of competitive drivers and hunters. And we're going to talk a little bit more about spring turkey hunting. I, I think it's funny that you chose a career in the limelight and then you chose to be in the outdoors in the limelight as well. You it's like you intentionally, Jeb, put yourself in a position to be constantly scrutinized. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Is that just your nature as a competitor, just to be always out there and, and in a sense, really proving yourself? Man, it's every day you're trying to, to prove what you can do. And um, it, uh, like I said earlier, racing is the most humbling thing I've ever ever been a part of. So it it's always uh, it's always something, man. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Well, you know. Talking about competitive edge, it says in my notes that uh, you took your first turkey with a 410, and now you hunt turkey with a bow. You talk about tough. That's got to be one tough hunt. Yeah, uh, hunting with a bow of turkeys, you, I mean, bow hunting in general is really difficult, but doing it turkey hunting is even more hard. You can't get away with much movement, so to get that done is, is definitely a feat in itself. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, turkeys, their eyesight is absolutely amazing. They can catch you blinking, and Jeb's like, you know what? I'm going to do it where I have to pull a bow back. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, mean... <laughs> no kidding. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, now, what is your favorite setup? Do you do, obviously, bow hunting? You got to have extreme... Decoy. Yeah, you got to have decoys. You got to have some cover and stuff like that. Do you kind of do a mix of, you know, pop-up blinds? Uh, uh, you know, turkeys, man, we're really just setting up somewhere and trying to call them in with decoys. That's really much all, all we do with, with spring gobbler hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you use shot gobbles? Um, man, I always use a hand call. That's really all I use for a turkey hunting. It's just a just a hand call, and um, I'll do an owl call to try to locate and crow calls to try to locate gobblers. But other than that, that's about it. Yeah, I slam my truck door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. He just, he revs the old engine in the Camaro is yeah, what Jeb does. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. He does it 27 times. Now, how, what kind of, yeah. ho- how, what kind of horsepower does your car have and how fast does it go? Uh, it goes about 190 and oh, we got about 750 horsepower. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what, when I get up to about 78 in the old power stroke, feels like the doors are going to fall <laughs> off. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. 190 miles an hour, dude. That's a whole nother ball game. Jeez, oh, Pete, I can't even imagine what that's like to go 190. Really don't know you're going that fast until something bad happens, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's when you really know how fast you're going. You know, now as, uh, you know, I bet it's amazing when you watch cops or something like that and you see the car chases and you're like, these guys don't know how to drive. Uh, But, you know, yeah. When you watch, and I love it, and I was really thinking of you, I mean, you're a professional driver, and you are damn good, and you work so hard at it, and then you watch something like The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I mean, these. I mean, it's like a car can't jump from building to building and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I mean, you have to sit there and be like, this is really painful to watch, because it's not even real. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, that's what we call Hollywood. <laughs> so, uh, that's definitely, uh, definitely fake. 
Uh, but man, that's part of it. And it, uh, we're lucky to, to have the fans and stuff we do. And if they enjoy that stuff, let them, let them watch it. Yeah. Now this is, uh, the busy time of the year for NASCAR, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah. We're in the middle of our season now. So wide open, man. Yeah. So how much time are you going to be able to devote to spring turkey hunting and uh, some of your projects that you have, uh, to do for conservation? Um, so during the week, I'll have Mondays and Tuesdays most of the time to, to do what I want to do. And then Wednesday, Thursdays, Fridays, I'm getting ready for racing. So, man, I, I'm all over the place trying to wear a bunch of different hats and, and make it happen. Yeah. Now, what is your all-time dream hunt, Mr. Jeb? Like, you know, obviously one day you have this hunt you want to go on. It's something you've been wanting to do your entire life. What is that hunt for you, your bucket list hunt? It was it was elk hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was my bucket list, and I got to do that. Um, and now I try to do it every year if I can. So it's it's uh, elk hunting is is definitely something that I really enjoy. I think one day I'd like to do a, a mountain lion hunt. That's a little bit kind of a different type of hunt. I'd like to do that just one time. But mm-hmm. other than that, um, really just elk hunting is what I really really enjoy. Yeah, I hunted uh, mountain lion in New Mexico, and we went through five canyons in two days, spent the night on the mountain, and I shot it with a bow, of all things. There you go. Yeah, yeah. But I would have thought that your bucket list would have been the win at the Daytona 500. Well, for racing, for sure. Um, Racing, uh, a win would would definitely be the Daytona 500. I really want to win at that track. This is been a lot of family history there and i've been so close i finished fourth four times at that wow. place so it's been uh it's been so close and been leading with a couple laps to go and haven't haven't closed the chapter on that so hoping um when we go back in july i can check that off the list that would be great you bet now when you go out turkey hunting i mean you're you're pretty well equipped you've got to you know your calls and and so forth your camouflage your bow and you're all ready to fly when you're sitting in that race car you've got a bunch of gauges in front of you what is the most important is it the tachometer is it the speedometer is it the oil pressure gauge transmission what is the most important thing that you keep an eye on you know you're really looking at like the water temperature to see what the water temperature is in the motor. And then, you know, everything runs together. If the transmission's going bad, and that's not going to be good. Um, you know, you got tire fans and brake fans and all kind of stuff going on. So the whole car has to work together or it's going to be a problem. So everything runs together. And if you're missing something, it's not going to be good. I think for me with my fat. The hardest thing would be getting in the car. <laughs> you guys, you got you got to be nimble to get in there, man. Yeah, it. Uh, man, we stay in shape. It gets really hot in those race cars, so yeah, we uh, try to do everything we can to stay physically ready to go. Yeah, it's not like you. Uh, let's crank up the AC, okay, and uh, you know, turn yeah, up no the kidding. the Sirius XM here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it gets. Uh, we burn about fifteen hundred calories. Oh. Race, it gets about 130 in the car. So it's, it's, really, it's 
it's hot in there. Holy smokes, that is crazy. All right, Mr. Jeb Burton, NASCAR driver and host of Crossroads with the Burtons on Sportsman Channel, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Now, Mr. Jeb, again, to learn more about you, upcoming races, your partners, where can we find you online, buddy? Yeah, you can you can keep up with our hunting show, um, Crossroads with the Burden. It's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And then also, um, Jeb Burden Racing is my racing pages um, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So really appreciate you all having me and uh, looking forward to doing it again soon. You bet. Hey, coming up next, we've got the fastest cat fisherman alive. It's Cat Daddy. Jeb's going to hire him to be on his pit crew. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll supply the catfish. It'll be amazing. <laughs> It'll be a big fry. Dude, yeah. Mr. Jeb, God bless you and good luck this coming weekend, buddy. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Get in touch now, 785-846-7647 and at jimandtrav.com. Don't move. The Revolution will continue right after these messages. Think spring and think big. It's time for the Great American Spring Sweepstakes. Enter weekly and you could win a barbecue prize pack. You'll automatically be entered in our grand prize drawing. A four-day pass for you and a guest to one of America's top country music festivals in Nashville. So think big and enter now at GameAndFishMag.com slash Great American Sweeps. Presented by Toro. Count on it. Are you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Drink me a Pepsi. I'm going out to fish in my favorite bean hole. Let's use our bait and cast like we're crazy. I, 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 I keep on fishing. Fishing with Cat Daddy. Now, here's the one and only Cat Daddy. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. We're talking competitive edge on this week's show. Before the break, Jeb Burton, great NASCAR driver, number 27. Sweet home here in Kansas. We're hanging out with Cat Daddy. Cat Daddy, uh, original band member from Leonard Skinner. People didn't know that. He decided to quit before the plane crash incident, become a professional catfish guide. I thought it would be ZZ Top. Cat Daddy, is there any truth to that rumor Jimbo spreading? Well, I ain't quite going to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's the catfish bite like right now, buddy? Well, I tell you what, we got them hanging high. Oh. Just like old Clint Eastwood said, we're going to hang them high, boys. We got a few lines hung up out there on the river, which we could barely get up the daggone thing. There ain't no water. I had to go to a smaller boat. Hmm. Left the old tuna tub at home. She's feeling ill anyway. Oh, man. Well, we got you- them hanging in front of some creeks and stuff to see if they'll come up in them creeks about... Oh, half 50 yards, something like that. But they won't go all the way down them creeks because it's too early yet and the water's awful low. But we, we're going to see if we can catch a few and, and, and hang them high. Yeah. Now, question for you. Do catfish, do they spawn in the spring or in the summer or fall? Well, you know, it, it's, 
crazy about them catfish. Channel Cat, I've caught them early time this year before eggs. Mm. And usually they don't spawn until, you know, uh, the end of uh, May or the end of June, July. Yeah, it's kind of like my old girlfriend. Yeah, I think Jimbo's asking a personal question that's really none of his business. Uh, that's my opinion. But there's really, honest to God, nothing marks spring like limb lines, bank poles, log lines. It, it really is that transition, Cat Daddy, isn't it? Well, man, you know, there's nothing like setting a line there and on an overhanging tree on the bank of the river around the opening mouth of a creek, you know, and you come down that rascal and... You look, and all of a sudden, that tree just starts shaking, boy. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a hell of a good feeling right there, especially when you get up on her and you got your 50, 60-pound fish. Yeah, and well, and, and the thing is, you know, you on the Kansas River, you've got some wing dikes, don't you? And Oh, yeah, a lot of wing dikes, wing eddies, yeah. Yeah, and they they create their own habitat down there, don't they? I mean, they oh, kind of— Oh, yeah, Jim. So yeah, you, yeah, they got a— they got a hole up above the wing eddy, out on the end of the wing eddy, and directly behind it. And, you know, it's just like a humpback, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down, and then it kind of levels out as you get down to your next one. But those holes be holding a lot of fish, a lot of fish. Yeah. Mm. Now, do you use a, uh, uh, I call it a three-way swivel? You got the weight on the bottom, and then you've got your, your line with your bait on it off the middle, and, of course, you got the other one hooked to the, the rod and reel. Uh, is that the way you guys set those things up on those wing dights and those holes? Oh. Well, you see, a three-way swivel, they're all right, you know, for your avid fisherman, you know, but I like to use just a regular swivel on mine. They was about a three-, four-foot leader off the end so that fish had, you know, time to swim around, cause a bunch of, a bunch of ruckus. Them daggone three-way swivels, I ain't had too good luck with them because the more knots you got, the more chances you got of something breaking off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now, aren't catfish, I mean, pretty well dispersed throughout the United States? I mean, the tactics that you use here in Kansas, we could use in uh, northern Michigan or Minnesota or wherever. You know, you got the Minis- the uh, the Mississippi starts up there in Minnesota where you can actually jump across it. You get down, you can't jump across it down by uh, Nacogdoches. Now, GMS, M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> uh-huh. I've got my schooling, boys. Yeah, now spell vacuum. It's <laughs> <laughs> called the Mighty Missy. <laughs> <laughs> now, big question. Do you call it the Arkansas River or the Arkansas River? Well, if I was in Arkansas, we'd call it the Arkansas. <laughs> That's right. That's a debate <laughs> we won't have right here, will we? I ain't getting them hillbilly mad at me. <laughs> Smart man. All right, now, Mr. Cat Daddy, people, they want to get out on the water with you. I mean, I, they don't care what they do. If it's, you know, out there in a boat, if sunbathing. it's on the bank, you know, sunbathing with Jimbo uh, and his new sandals he's got on right now. I got new sandals. Um, Where can we find you online, buddy? www.catdaddyguyservices.com. Yeah, if you got new sandals, take a photograph of it. Send it to Cat Daddy at catdaddy underscore one. At MSN.com. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Cat Daddy, God bless you. We love you, man. I wonder if a race car driver ever hooked into an 85-pound blue cat. <laughs> Probably got an 85-pound bumper. <laughs> Here I go again on my own. Going down the only road I've ever known. <laughs>
unlike that walk of shame last night, you won't regret checking out JimandTrav.com. Archive shows, Jim's blog, Trav's take, buy or bust, Mrs. Bunny, and expert advice from our hunting and fishing pros. JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will be right back. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now, receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com, that's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com, Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just gotta get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Wade Middleton was out of sight. Old Jeb Burton, man, to go as fast as he goes. Yeah. It'd be like, as you said earlier, me going to the buffet line. Yeah, and then a cat daddy. And uh, I was just disappointing we didn't learn anything about whittling. <laughs> uh, so sad from Wade. All right, so yes, thank you, boys and girls, for listening. And that right, Jimbo? That's right. So hammer home uh, firearm, firearm safety. safety this weekend and uh, every single day with your kiddos, with your neighbors, with your friends, with your wife, just, you know, while she's yelling at you just say hey be careful with firearms okay <laughs> no but seriously take it very seriously folks uh, talk about it get outdoors this week and also with your family uh, and we will see you next week happy easter happy easter boys and girls god bless you in the united states of america go find some eggs Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 